Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, thank you for joining me for episode 121 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. My name is Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. Just a quick reminder that you can find detailed show notes for this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 121. And on that website, you'll find all kinds of resources and show notes. I encourage you to check it out if you haven't been there before or if you haven't been there in a while. You know, when you do something well, you tend to take that skill for granted and take copywriting. For instance, I've been copywriting for about 17 years before I even knew there was such a thing as copywriting. I didn't even know what it was called. I was just writing sales and marketing materials for myself as an employee, but I've been doing it professionally for 14 years and I'm certainly not the best copywriter in the world by any means, but it comes easy to me. You know, I, I can do it well. I, I consider myself a good copywriter. And that's not the case for many of my fellow authors, speakers, and coaches, people who are very good at what they do, but copywriting is certainly not in their wheelhouse. And they know it. Um, many of them deliver great results for their clients, for their readers, for their customers, but they can't do things such as write good landing page copy. They can't write an effective email campaign or even a basic sales page. Some might try, uh, but you can tell immediately, this is just not good. It's all over the place. And fortunately, these are critical marketing assets you need to have in place if you want to have any hope of success as an author, speaker, or coach. I mean, you just can't get away with without these without these assets. And believe it or not, most of these folks don't know where to turn for a good copywriter. And that's when my good friend and colleague Casey Demchek saw a real opportunity a few years ago. In fact, in this interview, Casey is going to really get down into some some detail about this particular target market. He's going to talk all about what this market is all about what these folks need from copywriters, how you can find the better quality clients because there are a lot of people who aren't going to be a good fit for you. They might seem like they would be because they're having a lot of trouble, but they're not going to be a good fit. So he's going to show you how to identify the better ones. And he's also going to talk about what you can charge for your work, plus a lot more. In fact, we kind of get into some, some significant detail. Casey was extremely generous with his advice, his information, his insights. I think you're going to get a ton out of it. But I do need to warn you about something. And that is that I had some serious technical difficulties when we scheduled our interview and during our interview time. And this is the second time we'd actually try to schedule the interview. I decided to just run with it and have Casey recorded on his end. So I need to let you know right up front that the audio quality is not what you're typically used to in this podcast. But I think the quality of the material more than makes up for the less than optimal audio quality. So without further ado, here's my interview with the one and only K. 
Casey Denchak. Well, Casey, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you here. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we finally able to make this work. My pleasure, Ed. It'll be fun. All right. So before we get to what we're going to talk about today, why don't you give us a little bit of background? Tell us about yourself. Tell us about the kind of work you do, the kind of clients you work for. Um, and, and of course, your background too, how you got into this. Uh, well, I got into this. I've been at it now for 23 years, 16 years as an independent copywriter and consultant. And basically, I, got, I always tell people I got into copywriting because I couldn't sell my screenplays in the 80s. <laughs> I went to film school at uh, Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. I won their top screenwriting award two years ago, uh, two years in a row. I uh, was a story analyst for a while for Ron Howard, which was a lot of fun, and uh, Anson Williams, who was they were Richie and Potsy on Happy Days, and uh, so I did the Hollywood thing till I was around thirty, and just got really burned out and couldn't get my career going the way I wanted to. And I came home one day and uh, started reading my junk mail, and I thought, well, heck, they probably pay people to write this kind of stuff, too. And that was my first uh, thought of, be, you know, let's, let's check out copywriting. I didn't even know the term was copywriting at that point. And then, like a ton of people, I went down to uh, Barnes & Noble, and I bought two. There went to the marketing section, and there was uh, ten books on copywriting, and like eight of them were written by Bob Bly. So, you know, I picked up the copywriter's handbook and the $85,000 a year freelance writer. And uh, long story short, I was working for a company at the time as a computer operator at nights. And they allowed me to write some marketing materials for their company um, at nights and on the side and on the weekends. And I put together a little portfolio, was hired by a healthcare company um, in Newport Beach, California. It could have been a dog food company or whatever. It just happened to be healthcare. And uh, I worked for them for two years and then was hired as the senior copywriter at a medical device company called Mentor, which is in Santa Barbara, California, which is where I grew up. And I uh, worked for them for five years, all along knowing I was going to eventually go independent. And in 2000, I broke free of that company and became an independent copywriter, but I made them my first client. And I still, till today, I've got two projects this week with people that I worked with at that company over 20 years ago. They've all That's crazy. They've all branched out to different medical companies, and I so it's worked out real great. And uh, so 16 years later, I've been writing for medical device companies and other B2B companies and other industries. And um, also now, I, a few years ago, I got into the author, speaker, coach world. All right, so let's let's get into that. And this is this is fascinating because. I, I'm trying to figure out how you how you bridge that, uh, considering that you've been deep into the medical device world for so many years by the time you started uh, working with author speakers and coaches. So how did that come about? What happened was is I, a, a good friend of mine named Nick Zellinger, who, who lives here in Denver as well, whenever I would write a special report or something you know, uh, to give away to people, he would do the design work on my special reports. He would do the cover. He would do the inside stuff. And we would always kind of shoot the breeze together. And what Nick's specialty was was doing book covers and the internal uh, book layouts. So he'd always say to me, you know, Casey, all these authors, they just turn in this horrific back cover copy. They can't write their own back cover marketing copy. And I, and I said, well, that seems odd. If you can write a book, you'd think you'd be able to crank out a little marketing copy for your book. He says, no, trust me, they can't. 
So he urged me to go to a conference here in town. There's this organization called Author University. It's a national organization. It just happens to be based here in Denver, and they have a national conference every year. So I spent $600 and set up as a vendor at their conference, you know, with a table, with a bowl of candy on the table. And, and I created this big banner. And uh, the banner that I put next to my little, my little table, it said, I write marketing materials that sell books. That's all it said. And they had a little mm -hmm. artwork on it. And what I found, I just got tons of traffic, but you know, from a lot of authors, but more than that, from consultants, marketing consultants who worked in the author speaker coach world. And within uh, three months of that conference, I had done like, about twelve to fifteen thousand uh, dollars writing for author speakers coaches, but it was in assignments, but it was all for through consultants. A couple authors, but mainly through consultants. So what I found was, and what all these consultants told me was, you know, we have all kinds of people who could design book covers and all that, but we don't have a go-to copywriter who knows how to write good sales copy. And so what I found was I was getting work through consultants who work with the author, speakers, coaches, um, more so than the authors directly. So I, could have, I, I lined up like three clients who were feeding me work. Yeah, they, they work with, uh, these are people who consult with several authors, so it's not yeah. a one-time opportunity. If you do a great job with one of their clients, you could do more. Exactly. So they kept feeding me work, and I work with uh, a couple of those consultants till today. In fact, I, okay. I finished an assignment this morning for one of them. And, and so, again, when was this again? Uh, when, when you started? Or when you uh, like five years ago, I'd say. Five years ago, okay. Yeah. And um, just to clarify, when you say consultants, uh, what kind of work do these consultants do for author speakers? Well, for example, the one I was working on today, it's a company called Hasmark Publishing, and they, 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 they work with self-publishing authors to publish their book, but they also do a big launch day. What, what you do in the author speaker coach world in the, is you'll have a book launch day where you'll you'll send you get the author to it to find partners who will send out e-blasts promoting their launch day their book on launch day and then hasmark has partners they send out an e-blast their partners send out e-blasts promoting uh the book on launch day so you may have 50 60 people sending out an e-blast to their list encouraging people to buy the book on this particular day on launch day and the through that the author may sell a couple hundred books and they become an Amazon bestseller and they get and now they they get the best-selling author badge from Amazon and forever they can call themselves a bestseller best-selling author so best-selling campaigns typically all happen in one day so what I do is write the e-blast the, the sales e-blast that gets sent out to everybody and then I also write the book sales page. So when you send out an e-blast, it kind of sells the book. But then if you need to know more information before you buy the book, you can click a link in that e-blast and it takes you to a landing page, a sales page for the book. And so gotcha. I, I write those two items for this particular company. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So um, you just described kind of the marketing consultant uh, element of the market and, and how great an opportunity that can be. Can you kind of give us a, we can kind of step back to the 30,000 foot view. 
uh, maybe give us a, an overview of, of the market and who the players are yeah. um, and, and just <clears throat> dynamics of that market. You, yeah, there it's a huge market. I mean, people are publishing books now like crazy. So there's just a whole bunch of books being published every day. And um, so you have publishing companies, independent publishing companies who, who need copywriting support. You need um, the authors and themselves. I may mainly work with authors who are also speakers and coaches. So there's a ton of them out there. And then you come down to the lower level, which is, I call it, the guy who wrote a book. The bartender who wrote a book or the gal who wrote a book. Um, and they may come from any background, but they generally don't know a whole lot about marketing and that kind of thing. And so I kind of wrote for some of those people for a while, and it was not as enjoyable. So I learned to either write for the marketing consultants, the publishing consultants, or if I'm going to work directly with an author, I, I work with um, speakers and coaches who come from a C-level corporate background. And they, so sea level for those people who may not know what that is. Yeah, you know, as someone who was the, uh, you know, if you work in a company, you've got the vice president of marketing or the CEO or uh, vice president of corporate control or all the kind of uh, executive level people who work at bigger companies. A lot of them, either through their own choice or they're forced out of the corporate world because they're getting older, they become independent consultants. So they may do speaking and also have a book and information products as well related to their book and so if they've got an information product based on a book and they also do some speaking they're gonna need they're gonna need copy written for their business as a whole they're gonna need copy written to sell their information product they're gonna need copy written to sell their book so there's a potential a lot of copy there and by the advantage of working with uh, people from a C-level corporate background is they are used to living in the world of larger numbers. So when you send them estimates, they respect bigger numbers. They tend to be quality and value first clients as opposed to price first clients. Um, so that's kind of the area I try to work in is the more high-end uh, speaker coach who happens to be an author and then also working with some of the more high-end consultants. If you just work with um, a guy who wrote a book, a bartender who wrote a book, who doesn't have a real professional background or a marketing background, they're not used to seeing proposals and estimates, and your normal pricing could kind of blow their mind. They're looking, and, they're, and they're looking for lower, lower, lower prices. So I stay away from that crowd, and I go more for the high-end corporate crowd and more high-end consultants because again they come from the world of bigger numbers they're used to seeing proposals that have larger numbers they realize that good marketing copy costs some money and it's a uh, much more enjoyable uh, space to work in within that niche okay so uh, and that makes perfect sense and I, I also and maybe I shouldn't assume this but it sounds like a lot of these people already have a pretty good idea of what they want. They may not know all the specifics, but they're a little bit more educated. Yeah. Uh, and, right? In terms of what, what they're looking for. They're more educated. They're confident. Um, they want to work with the best. So they, they if, if your estimates are too low, they don't think you know what you're doing. 
But the big advantage you have as the writer, as confident and as accomplished as these people may be, they have a heck of a hard time writing about themselves. You know, they, they tend to uh, be too humble. And what I do through the interview process with them is I really bring out their talents and what they've done and their accomplishments. And I, I write about them in a way that they would never write about themselves. And so they tend to be very, very pleased with what I write for them because I make them sound, um, you know, really great. Within, I mean, I don't, I don't lie or anything like that or BS, but I really pull out their accomplishments and make them sound very accomplished and authentic. And uh, so they tend to be very appreciative of that. Oh, that's fantastic. And yeah, you're immediately their hero. Yeah, exactly. And they refer because, uh, you know, like when I write for a, a marketing communications manager at a medical device company, they may refer me to product managers and whatnot within their company, but they're not so much referring me to marketing communications managers at other medical device companies. But people who, 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 who are in the author, speaker, coach world, the speaker coaches and the executives and, and you know, they speak, they're the key, they're keynote speakers at conferences. They do tell their colleagues about me, so I get quite a few referrals. Oh, that's fantastic. You're right. Yeah. It's not as common or as easy to get in other aspects of, of commercial writing. Um, I'm curious, you've mentioned a few of the projects. So you mentioned uh, book campaigns, promotional campaigns. Um, can you touch on a couple other projects that you, I'm sure there's all kinds, but maybe some of the more profitable ones you did touch on. Uh, info products as well. Yeah, so a lot of speaker coaches, and you know, if they have a book, they 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 come up with kind of a curriculum for their book through a an on you know an on demand online program or something. You know, they'll turn their book also into programs and seminars. So what I tend to write, and I really you know I push message platforms, my core message platforms. I kind of designed core message platforms for this particular crowd. So I'll offer them a bundle of marketing materials within one package so that those pa uh, that might consist of website copy for their book let's say so that would be a home page a sales page for the book an about page uh, maybe a Q&A um, if they have an information product or it, it could include a sales page for their information product um, eblast you know, they they got to put a lot of email out, so I, I write a lot of e-blasts for them. So if they have a book, an information product, or even just a book or just an information product, I'll, I'll tell them that, you know, we don't want to just write these all these pages as a one-off. We want to have, you know, common threads that run through everything, common thematic elements. So we want to create an entire messaging package for you that includes yeah. a lot of those projects. So that's what I sell and that's the, the you know I, I really don't do just a one-off like okay I'll do your home page or I'll do your about page I want to do the whole package and that's what I go for so I'm assuming you bundle price right you you have packages I sell you know like I'll sell maybe uh, I did one recently a, a package it was an assortment of the materials I just mentioned and I sold it for fifty five hundred dollars to a, a speaker so then and I've done them for as much as sixty five and the author speaker coach crowd like sixty five hundred dollars between between five and seven thousand dollars basically. And, and give us an idea of what that might include in, in a package like that. You know, again, it, they'll they'll say, okay, I need some website copy. So, speaker coach websites tend to be a little smaller. You want to keep them pretty basic. 
So you know you have a home page, you have an about page, you have a sales mm -hmm. page uh, for the book and or information product. Maybe you have a Q&A page. Um, then you have, a, I'll write a series of e-blasts for them. If, okay, so it includes the e-blast, okay. E-blast, yeah. and it might include a back cover copy for their book. It may include a sales sheet for their book um, and a postcard for their book that, that they can pass out. And so the beauty of it is, is let's say we're talking about their book, I'll write a nice sales page for their book. That's about, you know, word. if you're thinking a Word document, it's like four to five pages. It's not as long as your classic direct response letter, but it's about four or five pages using you know, similar technique, as in, direct response technique. So I'll write that sales page, four or five pages. Well, once you got that done, you use that as the basis for then spending, you know, writing back cover copy for the book, writing postcard copy for the book, um, writing a sales sheet for the book. It all spins off of that sales page. So you can create those other pieces very quickly. I mean, once the sales yeah. page is done, so you, you can crank it out. But the, the, by, by using that sales page as a basis for writing these other materials, the messaging is very cohesive and very consistent, which is important, of course, because repetition builds reputation. So I'll bundle all those pieces into one Word document, and it'll end up usually being 10 to 12 pages, maybe 13 pages. And that's what I deliver to the client. And in terms of a key message platform, would that be included with this? Well, that's what it is. It's that, that bundle of 12 to 15 oh, okay. pages is the core message platform that includes that assortment of materials I just described. That's like my typical deliverable. Um, occasionally, uh, if uh, they'll just want, if the information product, they just want a nice direct response sales page, I'll do that and charge maybe 1200 bucks or something like that. But I go, okay. I go for the bigger packages as opposed to, if someone says to me, all I want is back cover copy for my book, I don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it in, 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 cause you can only charge like 450 like that and they think that's an arm and a leg and, and, uh, it can be a pain in the butt project actually. So the, if, I'll, just so people who want to get into this know, when I just did knockoff projects like a back cover copy, uh, those those projects were always more of a hassle, and I got more crap from clients than when I do these larger packages. Interesting. Because when I do the larger packages, I'm doing it for people, obviously, they have money, which means they have a, a successful background. They're used to working with marketing people. They're used to seeing proposals, and it's just a, it's just a much smoother process. So in terms of consultants then, so that's, that's working directly with authors, um, do you offer a lot of the same packages for them or do you, do you treat it a little differently? It's, it's a little different. Like um, this one consultant I wrote for this morning, I, I, did a, I do a sales page and an e-blast for the book launch. And I charge 1200 bucks for that. But mm -hmm. I, it, it, it's a real turnkey because the, the, the books tend to be kind of in the uh, – Self-help genre, mainly mm -hmm. spiritual self-help, law of attraction stuff. I've, I've written marketing for a ton of those books. So I, I have a formula that works and everybody's happy with. And so it's pretty turnkey for me. I interview the author. I go through some their, uh, background materials about the book, interview the author for about 20 minutes. Uh, I finished one up last night, sent it to the author in Dubai, who was in Dubai in the Middle East, so we're 11 hours apart. It's very, very happy with the copy. Uh, basically no revisions 
And so, and tomorrow I'm sending out a bill to the consultant. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you got a system down here, which is which is excellent. And what happens after you've been doing this for for a while, you figured it out. Um, so, in, in terms of for people who are considering this market, uh, in terms of positioning, you've already mentioned some things you would recommend in terms of how to position yourself. Um, in terms of hey, you know, try don't go for the one off project. Yeah. Don't don't do the back cover copy. So do do packages. Any other suggestions or recommendations you on know, how to position yourself? Is, uh, the big thing I would say is to position yourself as a quality and value person first, not price first. Mm -hmm. um, and that you know, again, because when you when when you're all about quality, when, whenever clients start getting too touchy about price, that's a red flag with me. That tells me their first concern is price. And those clients tend to be a pain in the butt. Um, quality and people who want the best, they want the best quality, the best value, and they're willing to pay for it. It's a much smoother ride than people who are freaking out about price. Yeah. And so I, I positioned myself. And I started off, you know, working with just, uh, I worked with, you know, some price first people. And I did some just back cover copy knockoff work and stuff like that. And I learned that, okay, the way to... You know, I've got 23 years experience writing medical device copy for high-end corporate companies. So I figured, well, in this particular niche, the speaker coach world, I'm going to work from, I'm going to position, my, position myself the same way, is that I work for high-end people who have money to spend. And I'm all about quality and value, and that's what I deliver. If your first concern is price, I'm not your guy. If your first concern is quality and value, we can do business. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. So if somebody listening is intrigued, they think this would be a very fun target market to go after, but they're kind of where you were. Like they're focused mainly in medical devices or software or insurance or whatever. This feels like a little bit of a pivot. So without getting into a lot of detail, just kind of keeping it high level, how do you maybe kind of launch this new sideline, if you will, or this new area of practice, what would you recommend? Well, you know, I, I think well, the first thing I did is I went to a conference and set up a, you know, for a, a, a table. And I, if there's some local author, coaches, speaker organizations in your, in your area, whether it's a, a book conference, um, or there's professional speaking groups, there's a lot of professional speaking organizations out there. You might want to network in those areas. Uh, of course, online, if you, you know, LinkedIn groups has plenty of groups that are dedicated to speakers and coaches. You can hang out in those groups and participate. Um, I, I, but I, I would say like LinkedIn, and but then going to a, a, some conferences or, or something like that just to start. Because you'd be surprised there's not that many copywriters who specialize in this area. Do you think that clients uh, look at writers as writers, period, or do you think do you think they care? So if I'm starting out and I have no experience writing for author, speakers, coaches, but only software companies, do you think that's a detractor or a potential objection? Or do you think they just look at us, oh, he's a writer? Well, no, what happened to me was, because all my background was in B2B and, and medical device B2B, they, they were very impressed that I knew how, I, I would talk to them about just the basic motivating sequence, how you get people to buy something. And how, as a copywriter, the, the, the techniques and everything I use to write copy that persuades people to buy. Um, because that's, they recognize that that's a whole different talent. You know, there's, there's writing a book, 
But then there's writing to sell things, and it's two completely skill sets, and they respect that. So when I was just started telling them, here, here, here's the typical motivating sequence. Here's how you get people to buy something. Here's how you lead them through a sales sequence as a writer. That impressed them. Everybody's response was, okay, you obviously know how to do that. We don't know people who know how to do that. And if you can do it for high-end medical devices, we're pretty confident you can do it for a book or an information product. So I was able gotcha. to talk my way into it. You so, but yeah, it, I it wasn't it wasn't the writing as much as it was the persuasive writing. The persuasive writing, and I was very confident and certain. I didn't say I think I can do this. I mean, when I put that banner up at that first conference I went to that says I write marketing materials that sell books, I had never written marketing materials that sold books. I just said that. So I really put the cart before the horse, but then I proved I could do it pretty quick. I, I think it's brilliant, and it's uh, it's something that comes up a lot, Casey. That's why I'm asking. A lot of people, and listen, <laughs> I'm guilty of this myself. A lot of people worry about, well, how can I say this if, if I've never done it? And my response and the reminder to myself is always, you know, don't talk about what you've done necessarily. Talk about what you're interested in doing, what you know you'd be capable of doing if you got the opportunity. And be 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 very certain about it. Yes. Be very certain. Because you be do it with confidence. Because you have to realize, like what I did, someone might say, Well that's that's I don't know about that, Casey. But I knew the FBI wasn't gonna come knocking on my door. Hey, are you the guy who put the banner up? You know. Um, that's the way I looked at it. It's like I'm not getting in any trouble for this and I know I can deliver. Yeah, well and you weren't lying. I wasn't lying. <laughs> so no. you didn't say this is you know, I've done this for twenty two years, so you just said this is what I do. Yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, definitely conferences. I guess if you were to, if there were any other ideas or ways you think somebody could do this, you know, let's say they're out in the middle of nowhere, um, and they don't have an opportunity to go to a conference, or maybe they can't right now. Uh, any other ideas on how you could get the word out there? Well, I'd say LinkedIn groups because there's plenty of if you if you do a search in the groups for speakers and coaches and authors, there's a ton of groups that you can participate in. Um, and Facebook has a lot of groups. I don't participate. I'm not in too many Facebook groups, but I know people who are. There's there's also speaker, coach, author Facebook groups, and you just start participating in those groups. And there's always questions about marketing because a lot of people who write books just don't know anything about marketing. And you just start participating in the discussions, and and uh, and um, also you can you can blog on LinkedIn. I mean, they've got a great blog tool, so you can start blogging about. Uh, how to write? I, I did a guest post for this guy. I forget what's his name. I forget um, forget his name. Anyway, he's very well known in the self publishing world, and he let me do a guest post. And I wrote a guest post on how to write really good back cover copy. Basic mm. guest post, and I that was like three years ago. That guest post has led to about twenty thousand dollars in copywriting. <laughs> wow! Because That's people great. read it, so you so I write about how to write back great back cover copy, how to write a great sales page for a book. And, and that attracts people to me. And you can you can do that on LinkedIn. And of course, on LinkedIn, not only can you post a blog, but you can go into your groups. And if you're, people are comfortable with you within the group, you can you can post that uh, a link to that blog within the group. You can, when you post a blog on LinkedIn, you can hit a share button and share that post to groups that you're in. 
Yeah. So you're not yeah. doing a sales pitch. You're just giving people the from Here's, hey, you've got a book. Here's how you want to write a great sales pitch. Here's how you want to write back cover. So you're not promoting yourself. I call it giving a sales pitch without, uh, selling yourself without giving a sales pitch. You're giving them information they can use. And then what happens is, is they realize, well, I, he, he's told me exactly how to do this, but I still don't know. I'm not comfortable doing it myself, but obviously he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I would say LinkedIn groups, if you can't go to conferences and all that, and even if you can, even if you can go to conferences, I, I would participate in LinkedIn groups. Casey, man, this is this is awesome, and I I think this is a proof that there's a wonderful opportunity here. Like you said, there are not a lot of writers really playing in this market, no. and I I agree with you on that. I rarely come across writers who focus in this target market. Being part of that target market myself, I'm actually fortunate that I can write my own stuff. But I know many, 99% of people who are in this with me just can't. Uh, this is not what they do. So I can certainly attest to everything you said, and uh, I appreciate you sharing all your knowledge with us. So where can people learn more about you and what you do? You know, just you can go to my website, CaseyDemchak.com, D-E-M-C-H-A-K, CaseyDemchak.com. Um, you can sign up for my, my e-newsletter where I put out a lot of uh, great writing tips. And also, if you go to LinkedIn, you can just do a search for Casey Demchak. Um, you can go to Twitter and just do a search for Casey Demchak. I think there's only two Casey Demchaks out there. Um, <laughs> the other one is a gal. Her name's Casey Demchak Bear. So I think there's only two of us, and I got all. The, and I actually connected with her once on Facebook and said, "Hey, I've always wondered if there was another Casey out, Casey Demchak out there." And she said, "Are you the one who got all the domain names?" So. <laughs> So I got, you know, my Twitter handle's Casey Demchak. I've got Casey Demchak on everything because there's just not many Casey Demchaks. I think there's only a couple, so uh, I'm pretty easy to find. If you just Google my name, uh, CaseyDemchak.com, and all the, all the uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, just do a search for Casey Demchak and you'll find me. Well, we'll make sure to include all those links in the uh, show notes page okay, as cool. well. Uh, so, Casey, again, thanks so much for coming on today, man. I, I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Ed, and I always enjoy speaking with you. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.